Hi, guys, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And I just want to start things off by thanking you guys for all of the amazing feedback that we have been getting. Um, I have been hearing from women and couples that are actually, they're both listening together. And one common thing that I keep hearing is how needed this podcast is right now. And Brian, I just want to tell you that men are actually loving your vulnerability and how you are just opening up about your journey. And I feel like you are offering what you are offering for men is not only hope, but you're pointing them to the source of your hope, which is Jesus. Yeah, it was all my fault. <laughs> Don't do that. No, that's that's part of my vulnerability, though. Yeah, as I've admitted to it, and I know that I was wrong, and I took steps to change those things. Not only with you, but with other people. Apologies. So yeah, it's, but yeah, I mean, a hundred percent of what I did and, you know, it's, I think for me, that's really helped me out a lot because, um, it's part of my healing, not only your healing, but part of my healing Yeah, and together it's our healing. Well, yeah, I think that it's really hard. It would have been a lot harder for me to heal. I think if, um, you were like, no, I didn't do, <laughs> you know, you weren't like taking responsibility. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I've admitted, and I, you know, I want to say this on the record is, you know, some of you might think that there were some things on Alicia's part, but really there wasn't. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. There really wasn't. I mean, she's, she's been the best wife as far as faithful hundred percent. And she's just, she's been like one in a million so yeah, when, when my vulnerability is admitting to the wrong and, you know, it was, it was, it was on me. It was my doings, not hers. Well, and I think just also, but pointing them, you know, what you did to get out of all of that, you know, because it was a lot of years of just destructive cycles and I think it's really helpful for people to realize, you know, I don't have to keep doing that. Like I can have an upgraded life. I don't have to continue to go around that same mountain over and over. So I think it's really helpful for men to hear your story and, you know, just even like you were saying, hearing you take accountability, but also showing them these are the steps that I had to take. These are the relationships I had to cut off. These are the things I had to incorporate into my life. And, you know, just kind of giving them a pathway, you know, to, to freedom and hope. So, but today I was just thinking back over 10 to 15 years ago. That's a long time. <laughs> right. Would you have ever imagined that we would be doing a podcast for struggling marriages when we were, in fact, at that moment, still struggling ourselves. No, I thought maybe we was doing like prison ministry because we was in there, <laughs> <laughs> like we were in jail cells ourselves. No, I never thought. Gosh, it's looking back now. I can never think. Thought in a million years we'd be where we are today. 
even that we had been together, let alone happy and and then encouraging love. other people. That's like what? <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's 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 we got to give all the glory to God, yeah, and honor to Him because without Him, yeah, we wouldn't totally. be here today at all. Oh, I know. I mean, I think I would have immediately disqualified us based on what the world calls a perfect marriage because we had so many imperfections and so many flaws, but we are not the one who qualified us. And we're not perfect right now. No, we're so not. Yeah. We don't want to give a false. Right. Exactly. You know, because we're, we're still going through things from the past, but we know how to, we know how to deal with them and we know how to work through them. And it's just part of the healing process. You know, there's still time to time things come up that, uh, you know, just kind of unearth things and you dig them up and you get them on the table and you deal with them. Yeah, you deal with them. But we know, we know how to do it now. And we know if God's in the center of it, yeah. it's going to work out in the end. At the end of the day, at the end of that day, we're going to be happy and holding hands and in love still. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think, you know, for a lot of years, we were the equivalent of just sweep everything under the rug. And then what would happen in the next argument was everything would come out. But what I wanted, what I wanted to say is that God can take everything that we've done, all the lies, cheating, stealing, backbiting, slander, all piled high. And yet when he sees all of that, he stamps approved across the mess. And it's like, that is the craziest thing about God is that the very things that we think would disqualify us is the very thing he uses to promote us. He's like my mom doing <laughs> puzzles. With puzzles? She gets those like two, 3,000 piece puzzles and she oh, yeah. throws them on the table. And then like for weeks, you just see a little bit being done because they're such tiny pieces. And then it literally seems like two or three months later, she's got the picture and then she puts it in a frame. It's like a beautiful farmhouse or something, but that's kind of like the way he is. He just, yeah. all of our pieces that are a mess, no matter how many pieces there is and how messy it is, he can make a beautiful picture out of in the end. Well, if you think about it too, with a puzzle, when you dump everything into a pile, it looks like a big pile of nothing. You can't even see what the picture is until the finished product. Right. Which is, you know, just so beautiful. But I just think it's so beautiful that that's how backwards the world standards are. You know, that everything that you've done in your life should disqualify you from anything um, you know, promotable. That's the world standards. Yeah. Because God takes the things that we're not promotable to in the eyes of the world. And that's what causes us to be promoted to God. I know it's so backwards in the world standards yet. So obviously perfect in the kingdom. It's in our weakness that he is made strong, not in our strength, but in our weaknesses. So I just wanted to say um, in those difficult situations or in those battles that you might be facing right now, God can, God can use that somehow. 
and in some way for your good and for his glory, you might be asking, how is he going to fix this? Or how can anything good come out of this? Right. And I think I would say, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember whenever you were said, somebody told you you'd be a good homicide detective? (laughs) Because you were trying to get rid of me all the time? (laughs) No. See, but that's not the world standards. That's being promoted by the world. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in all honesty, I, I don't know the answer to that. All I know is that what God says in Romans 8, 28, is that he causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So I I just want to say, you know, God is creative. He can take the biggest messes and turn them into something beautiful. We've seen this happen in our own life. And some didn't happen how, how we thought they would. They actually turned out better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so don't be, in, don't be discouraged. Even though it is dark right now, it's always darkest before the dawn. A season isn't a life sentence. We're all in a process. We've all walked through a measure of brokenness. And you know... Your ministry is often found where you've been broken. And this is coming from someone who's now on the other side of this. It's hard to see, you know, how can God fix this? And I think the comforting part about that answer is it's not up to you to figure that out. So, you know, if you're in a situation right now where you're like, I don't know how God can fix this. I don't know how things can turn around. I just want you to stop right now, close your eyes, take a deep breath. And I want you to release that part to God because you don't have to know how things work out in the end. And I know that's hard to wrap our brains around because we want to control everything, right? That's right. (laughs) You're very controlling. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) You're not at all. You're the furthest thing from it. As far as like our situations, you know, and I know for you, you're a fixer. When something's wrong, you know, you're a builder. You want to fix it. Yeah. So how is it for you when you're like, when you see a situation, maybe say like in your business and you're like, I don't know how to fix that. Or maybe like with a friend, you know, maybe you and your friend are at odds and you're like, God, I don't know how to fix that. Well, with the business, I try to fix it. Right. Because normally we always have a, uh, you know, in the business wise, we, we normally always have a way to fix something or to make something better. Right. That just comes with um, experience. The more years you're into it, the more you learn. But, you know, even in, even in that aspect, you know, I've told, I've had inspectors sometimes come and say, hey, why don't you do it this way? You know, instead of being arrogant or cocky, you know, being in it 20 years or what have you, you know, I'm always willing to learn. So, you know, if they have a better way. So, you know, being humble, no matter whether it's in your personal life or in your walk with God, I think with God is just being able to surrender because, you know, it's hard for a man 
especially if, if you have your own business and you're trying to make decisions to better yourselves or better the company or to make a product better when your spiritual life, sometimes it's hard to surrender because you're trying to also use that role as a fixer in your spiritual life. And I think it's where, I think that's when I really seen God start to work in us is because I knew we were, we were, I can't even see we had fallen apart. It was just a absolute train wreck. I mean, it was like a tornado had went through our marriage yeah. and you know, I wanted to fix it somehow by myself and it wasn't fixable. I couldn't fix it no matter which direction I went. And, you know, a lot of the directions I went was wrong. And then when I tried to get away from that and go a different direction, I still couldn't fix it because it's just out of my, out of my league. And I think, you know, that's when I finally surrendered it to God and that's what's so amazing because looking back, even now looking back, if I look at some of the situations that I was in, now I know I couldn't fix it. Even though I see what God did to fix it, there's no way I could go back to those situations and fix it myself. But when I surrendered it to God and he stepped in, it's literally like it was so simple. Like for him, it was just so simple, like something, something to me that even got me to the point of pulling a trigger on a gun to commit suicide. That's how unfixable it was. But when I surrendered it to God and my life to him, I watched it play out in front of me and it was so simple to watch him do it. And then just sit there in awe and think, God, how did you do something that seemed impossible for me to do. And, you know, even still this day, I'm in awe of like how he just took situations and turned them around, got me out of situations and brought us back together and literally took that puzzle that had just been blown apart. I mean, and the pieces were scattered all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't just a puzzle that was destroyed and mixed up with all the pieces there. It was destroyed, messed up with pieces missing. And he put it back together and brought all the pieces that were lost back to it and put it back together and made a beautiful picture out of it. And yeah, like I said, I'm still in awe today of something that almost cost me my life because I was so done and had so little hope, but then can look at the same situation and seeing how quick God turned it around and pieced it back together. And here we are today. Yeah. I know. I think that, you know, even us, um, even having the thought of taking our own lives was our way of still trying to control the situation because it was so out of control. It was out of our, it was completely out of my hands. And you know, even though how much I wanted the situation to change, I, I couldn't change it. And so I think that oftentimes I would, you know, subconsciously try to help God out with things because without my help, things wouldn't happen. Right. Got to give him some pointers. <laughs> right. They wouldn't happen, or at least they wouldn't happen the way they were supposed to. But in fact, it seemed like every time that I would do that, I was getting in the way. And 
I think when I finally stepped out of the way and I said, God, take him. And I was literally, I think like I motioned my hands, like I was just throwing you. <laughs> like, God, take him. He probably would have if he could have. <laughs> I think that is when God finally, like, I think I could literally hear him saying, finally. <laughs> because sometimes... I think that we can slow down the process by trying to help God out because we think that we know what's best. We think that maybe God's moving too slow. We think like, oh, well, God, you know, why don't you do this or do that? And that'll fix everything. Like we just know it'll fix everything. Yeah, I think I think the shift I've seen with you is when you quit trying to fix things. Because I remember coming over and just to see the kids once in a while, and of course we wasn't very, uh, what would you say? We wasn't very nice to each other. We wasn't very loving. Yeah, at all. <laughs> but I have to give Alicia this, the credit for this big time, because she had a poster board sitting beside her bed with all our pictures on it pictures of me and her and all the the person I was then and the stuff I was doing she should have been the last person that would want to spend time praying for me but you were and you told me you were and you had people rallying around you to pray for me I mean in all honesty you should have really hated me to the point where you wouldn't even wanted to spend a second of your day praying for me but you did and I'm so thankful for that and I think that's where you know God really started using you because I don't know I, I wasn't in that situation but I know I know it can be easy for somebody to pray for somebody that's hurting you and her and looks like they're intentionally hurting you so I, I just think I think at that point in time with God's you know, hand was really upon you and me and us in general because of you. And then, you know, I think it just kind of, once the whole suicide attempt with me and stuff failed, and then I realized, you know, God, it's, I did. I just remember, I was like, you know, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> I, mean, I was, I was thankful. I remember crying afterwards. I was, uh, there were just so many emotions of anger because I was still here and I'm still in the hurt. And then at the same time, I was curious. I was like, why did you, why did, why did God do this? Right. You know, and then obviously with your attempt later, and if that was just the biggest eye opener to me, mm -hmm. because then I knew both of us are here for a reason. God saved us both. But I know after my attempt is when I think God started working in my life because I was just at that point, my last plan of attack didn't work. So I was like, I wasn't mad at God. I was just, I might've had a little bit of cockiness at one point. Cause I was just like, okay, you know, you kept me here, then you fix it. You deal with it. <laughs> and see so through the ball back at him. Okay. Yeah. You fix it. So, um, I think, I thank God every day that he did, you know, yeah. cause he started moving mightily right after that, just to turn things around for me and for us than our children. So well, I think when you, because when you, um, you know, you were attempting suicide and you were like, you were, 
you guys, you have to be at a really low place to even consider that, you know, for that to even be an option. And I feel like when you were in that place, you were actually more open for God to fix things than you had ever been in your life because it was like you hit rock bottom. And, you know, one of the prayers that I used to pray for you because I knew that you were going to, like, I just knew everybody knew you were falling. It was just like a free fall. We were just watching you fall. And there was times I was like, God, I can't watch him fall anymore. I just can't. And so I would, it was like, I would just turn my back because I just couldn't watch you keep falling. And so I remember one day I was praying and I just felt the Lord just say, ask me to raise his bottom so that he doesn't have to fall so far. And I had never thought of that before. I was like, oh my gosh, that is, that's brilliant, but that's how God is. And so from that day forward, I just kept praying and asking God, Lord, if he has to fall, raise his bottom. Don't let him fall so far. And I feel like he did that for you because it, yeah, our past is dark. And yes, we walk through some really, you know, yucky stuff that we really, um, we haven't really told a lot of on here. We've told some, but we've not told a lot of it. And um, I feel like it could have been worse. Like it totally could have been worse. <laughs> but I feel like he honored that prayer and he raised your bottom so that you didn't have to fall so far. And I am really, really thankful for that. But I just want to encourage the listener, you know, if, if you're going through something right now, which I suspect um, that many are because our podcast is titled Healing the Broken Marriage. And I'm guessing that's probably one of the reasons you pull this up is that there's a possibility that you might be going to, through some broken things in your marriage. And I feel like today, I didn't really want to title it anything. I know we've been titling like betrayal or trauma, but today I just wanted to free. I just wanted to, you know, free flow with my husband and just this be a hope filled episode that if you're going through something and you're like, God, I don't see a fixable outcome to this. I just want you to breathe today in the comforting statement that you don't have to fix this. This is up to God. And he works best in broken things. We were like living vessels of that. He works best in desperate situations with broken things and with wounded people. And if you fall into any of those categories, then you're a great candidate for a redemption story. Wouldn't you say so? Exactly. I mean, yeah. God wants a challenge. I mean, seriously. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's going to look for, I mean, he's almighty God, no matter how bad your situation is and how impossible it looks to him. It's just, I wouldn't even say it's a challenge. It's not a challenge for it's God. Not. He can just snap his finger and make things happen. Exactly. But there's just nothing. There's nothing too big that he cannot, no matter what it is. 
I mean, what it is, no matter what it is Yeah. in our situation with, you know, there's just, there were so many things that was impossible to those around us, our friends and family to us, to me, to Alicia, to our children. Mm -hmm. There were so many things, even our son and, and, you know, in elementary school, I told the teacher, what was he like 10 years old? Um, I think he was in sixth grade. He made the, so you know, he made 12. the comment about he's going to fix it. Yeah. And he probably even had doubt that he could fix it. But God can fix anything, no fix matter anything. what it is, no matter how deep it is. He can make us heal from things that we never thought we'd heal from. Yes. And any preconceived ideas that you have of what it should look like, throw that out the window as well. Because God is super creative and he can work with anything, with any landscape. So I think that that was a big pitfall for me was I thought God was going to move this way and in this time frame and do this thing. And he did none of those things. He did none of those things. Right. Sometimes like when we cook. Yeah. And we, the recipe isn't going as good as we want or it don't taste right. And then you add something different and it. Turns out perfect. Perfect. Yeah. God has so many avenues to, to change the situation. Yeah. That makes it better than the recipe ever could have been in our eyes. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, yeah, he's, God's amazing. Yeah. And he's the best fixer we know. <laughs> so anyways, we're so glad that you guys have tuned in. Please share this episode. If you know someone who is just struggling with the situation right now that they just don't know, they have so many questions like, God, how can you fix this? Um, let this be an encouragement to them today. And also get my book, Making Beauty with the Ashes. You can find that at makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Please like, share, and subscribe to a podcast. And until next time. We bless, bless you. you.